to the Nomads Podcast. Ba-da-ba-da. I hope I don't get copyright for that song. Pero me vale verga. Um, I'm back from Mexico. I, uh, to be honest, <laughs> I low-key forgot that I still had to record. And it's been a week and I kind of came back. Took my time to unpack. So, sorry for this uh, episode coming out a little bit late. But, I mean, but over the weekend in Guadalajara and Tequila, I did think about, like, how should I format the show a lot better? And I had a great friend suggest to me that I should start talking about more about food. And you know what? That's a great idea. Because, like I said on the previous other episodes, I've been realizing I've been more on the on the mind side of it, or like the mostly diving into my own thoughts. So how about I dive into a little more of the professional side? Because uh, I already gave my background a little bit, and uh, I mean, it's funny that. There's a lot of, I feel like, um, a lot of food stuff, er, let's be professional, right? The culinary industry is very overwhelming, depending on your approach, right? Like, my approach is very much like, oh, I think it, or, it also has to do with how long you've been cooking, even at home, because, uh, some people that cook at home are actually pretty good, but that's because you've been doing it consistently and they know what to do and they know where to get their ingredients which I feel like knowing where to get your ingredients is the biggest hurdle for a lot of people I know for cooking at home it is for me and even at work when I did the ordering it was uh it was a bit of a hurdle because I was still learning how to like what like like in any circumstances what's the hardest thing or if I choose this item, is there something better, or is this the only item? And there's some stress correlated to that, but not completely, I guess you can say. And um, But that, that would be the first one, because then you start thinking about organic and non-organic. And um, from my experience, it just depends what you're going to make out of it. Like, if you're making a nice fresh salad, I believe you do want to lean a little bit more towards the organic side just because it'll be a little more crispier and it'll look it'll have more of a character to it like there'll be more of a como se dice it'll have a better face on it but meanwhile like if you're gonna be like sauteing a bunch of vegetables so on and so forth then that's when you can debate using uh, non-organic foods and I'm not trying to defend GMO foods right but I'm just trying to say, a uh, push comes to shove, you can always choose the non-organic items and you'll get sim- er, same to equal result. Same to equal results. And then the next hurdle, after your ingredients, which tools I find is the easiest, because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I like chopping around for equipment. Like, <laughs> or the chef's knives that I got in culinary school, I'm still using it. I have tried switching to other knives, and I think I just got accustomed to um, to the edge, 
that it would hold and like the weightiness to it. And then when I tried using other people's knives and they're all a lot lighter, I'm like, this is kind of funky. But um, uh, in case you're wondering, I'm currently driving. So I did want to switch up the format a little bit to see how well I could perform multitasking, which um, I feel like we should all learn to multitask a little bit. And I think I'm just saying that as filler, but hey. Sabes que? Hey, no mods. Ahí te va. Let's see. So, for equipment, to be honest, you don't really need that many different. Er, your basic should just be a peeler and a knife and a cutting board, obviously, right? Then, if you start looking at brands, um, it's hard to say. It just Man, that's a really good question. Let's see, because I do own a Mercer, but I have used the, um, the I think Mercer has a home line, and I didn't like it as much because it has a bevel, or like a, the tail end of the knife kind of has like a weird lip on it, and um, I think, I, I get what it's for, but I really don't like it because, um, I feel like it makes people want to put their rest of their finger on it, and I feel like that's more of a hazard, which um, proper technique is um, only grab it by the handle, and you should have more control, and um, maybe I should make a video on like how to use a knife, because surprisingly there's a lot of people that don't know how to use a knife, but then I say that knowing I did grow up in a Mexican household, and I would see everybody learn using um, a knife with the item in their hand, and that shit's wild to me. But then again, I noticed, or now that I have a little bit more experience, I noticed a the knife they were using was meant to be like, you're not slicing, you're kind of like, how do you say it, like, it's like a fast swipe, and then you create a grid, and then you go, shh, shh, shh. I don't know, but um, I'll look into it. I, I, I'll probably look into making a video. Um, but going back to the topic at hand, so we covered ingredients, which um, to be honest, don't be afraid to go to any market. Um, if you're trying to source a, a specific ingredient, I would say do your research. So like if you go to an Asian market and you're looking like... Eh, if you have something in mind, um, then look for that item. If not, have up to three other options just so you can look at them and compare the price. Um, and then if you go, and then the hardest ingredient for me to source has been the most of like the Middle Eastern and Indian spices, just because as far as I know in my area, they're not very common. But, um, yeah, er, but I, I have found a store that looks pretty promising. I haven't bought anything from them yet. And, uh, but in case I wanted to make, uh, oh man, I always forget the name. But it's like Indian, uh, 
curried kidney beans. And they're really fucking good. Every time I made them, they're delicious. But I've been missing a few ingredients, but now I know where to find them. So, And I have kidney beans at home, so I'll probably make them soon enough. Um, uh, I didn't... I guess I'll plug my food Instagram, but I haven't posted in a while. But I think that would be a good place for me to post the the knife stuff and like resources for you guys to like look for food items um food items and even equipment um but the instagram would be adept a-d-e my bad a-d-e-p-t underscore apron a-p-r-o-n and you should be you should be able to find me pretty quickly and um but yeah and then, so we covered ingredients, we covered equipment, and then, um, cooking-wise, right? Um, just because I, I feel like working in a kitchen and learning to cook in a kitchen kind of spoils you, because when you start cooking at home, the flame, or the stove can't perform exactly the same, right? So, um, whenever I cook at home, I use the, the really high burner. But that's because I'm able to cook at that pace where, like, the flame is really hot and it's spread out. And, um... And, uh... But, yeah, but that's my personal preference. If you're learning how to cook, I would suggest using any burner, except for the simmer one. Because, obviously, the burner is really tiny and you're not going to get anything out of it. And, um... And then, what would you put on top of the stove? It would be more, it'd be more equipment, so... I actually do enjoy looking at pans. Um, dang, I feel like I'm giving like a fucking TED talk right now. It's like, this is what you need to get. This will, will help you improve. But I mean, uh, I, I, improving's all in the details, right? So, a good pan would be whatever you're comfortable with. Um, I used to not like nonstick pans, but for the sake of you learning how to cook, go with a non-stick pan, your results will differ just because, uh, I looked into it, I think non-stick pans get hot really quick, but they don't hold on to the heat, so that's the, the drawback to it, right, so if you're trying to sear meat or get like a nice color on your vegetables when you saute, it might take longer or you might not get it all, so it, there's that to look into. But if you were to look into a pan that holds up heat a lot more, the the Cathlon pans that are also non-stick, and I mostly see them at uh, Costco, those actually hold up their heat pretty well, and uh, that's typically what I use at home. But when I, um, how do you say it? The stainless steel ones are probably my favorite just because I think, or I was forced to use them in culinary school, so I did learn how to, like, get it hot enough and, like, use the oil correctly and, like, cook it, or use it correctly to the point that I would never burn it, and everything would come out pretty good and not overcooked. Um, hold on, let me pass this car, you're driving pretty slow. Um, I'm trying to fucking think. I've never cooked with a copper pan. But, uh, one, they're expensive, and plus I've heard, um, uh, 
uh, unless you're gonna doing like chocolate and like sugars and stuff, then go copper. But otherwise, I wouldn't go copper or anything else. But unless you're making carnitas, because apparently the authentic pan or ¿Cómo se llama? Cason. The, the authentic fucking pan for uh, carnitas is uh, copper, being the same reason they use it for sugar, because it hold, it has a, uh, it holds the heat better and it like transfers it evenly. So that's the keyword. Um, and then you can also cook on cast iron. Cast iron will get super hot and it holds up insanely well. Um, I tend to do that when I like when I want to make a steak at home or want to get like a roasted chicken effect and it comes out fucking delicious um, but that one that one's tricky because uh, first off cast iron is not cheap and um, how do you say I do use um, I forgot where I bought it but it's the, the lodge cast iron one I think it's like a 8 inch pan and it works like a charm at least for what I use it for. Um, if I save up enough, and I'll probably look into getting a, I'll probably walk into the, I don't know how to say the French name. I'm sorry. That's the one thing I didn't learn in culinary school. Um, I'm gonna say it really American Le Crescent, uh, Le Croissant. Oh wait, wait. How do you say it? A croissant, croissant. Then we'll be croissant. Yeah, we croissant, right? Uh, well, let's cross it, right? Um, those are cast iron, and it comes with a lifetime warranty. I believe so, unless I'm wrong. And then um, it comes with a protective enamel that, um, that as long as you don't uh, hard scrub the pe the pot, you'll be perfectly fine, and it'll hold up forever. Um, and those, just because I've seen them around, but like I would want to make like a nice like. Well, it's a Dutch oven, in other words. I keep forgetting what they're called, but they're literally Dutch ovens. Um, that being said, you can also buy, like, a, a regular cast iron Dutch oven and get the same results, which I have been thinking of doing just so I can, um, I'm still planning to go camping, but, like, I need to cook and camp, or, como se diga, I need to look, I need to learn how to cook while camping. Because, um, last time I went, I just did, um, what did I make? Just a lot of tacos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of tacos, and then I bought, like, pre-made guacamole, totally. It was cool for two days, but I kind of realized, like, oh, I can't be eating this all day. Um, alright, so let's backpedal, because I'm starting to, or, I'm currently driving on the 17th. In case you don't know, that's like a really windy road between San Jose and Santa Cruz. Um, so I'm kind of like, now I'm getting to the thick of it where I'm trying to talk to you guys, but like navigate the road. And then the sun is kind of in my eyes, but oh, eh, smooth sailing. I'm stuck behind a slow car, so as long as I keep up, I'll be cool. Um, okay. Oh, should I be saying that? No, because it, it's hands-free, so I'm technically both hands on the steering wheel, looking forward, and I'm just talking. Two other drivers, it might look like I'm talking to myself. Oh, no, well, people call in their car. Never mind, I'm fucking overthinking it. Um, 
instructional real quick um cause then after that you're ready, pretty much ready to cook um hopefully you're not too afraid of a sharp knife and I hope you have a good uh handle on it um I can't say I've never cut myself but I have a few times oh I I haven't cut myself severely with my own knife, but I've used one of those cheap um, cuisine art ones that are very colorful, and only the edge has a like metal. It only has like a metal edge, and uh, I was chopping something and like it slipped and it caught my thumb, and, which uh, if that's too graphic. <laughs> my bad. Um, but uh, how do I say it? Yeah, just don't buy those knives, at least. I think, um, I've seen a lot of people use it, and it's pretty decent, the Chicago Cutlery one at Target. I think they sell it there. If not the, uh, fuck, I'm gonna butcher the name. The Wushtoff ones are pretty good. Um, and those you can find at Bed Bath & Beyond. Wait. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? Uh, but other than that, you're pretty much ready to cook. Um, just trying to re I would say start with recipes you already know and go from there. But using cutting board knife and whatever you're already used to like pan wise and stove wise um, on top of that you're pretty yeah just learn relearn your re, your recipes you already know by memory and then after that you can start adventuring more like um, like going back to the non-organic and organic foods you can always try making your own uh, spaghetti sauce. Like, excuse me. Um, it's kind of tedious. Because it does have to simmer for a really long time. So if you were to tackle making your own spaghetti sauce. Or marinara sauce. My bad. But better than Well, there, there is a difference. But I'm deviating. Um, whichever sauce you decide to choose, make sure you start it after you eat breakfast just so you give it enough time for the tomatoes to develop flavor and um and then that would be using the tomatoes would just be a personal preference if you're trying to go for just a tomato sauce you can choose any tomatoes if you're going for a sweet sauce then i would do some research on which tomatoes because um i have had like a heirloom tomato soup and that was insanely sweet to me. But I think if you paired it correctly and like seasoned it, 
it would probably make a good marinara. But that would be a pretty fancy marinara, because heirlooms are, they're not fancy, but like, they're very, it's kind of like a farmer's market staple. Um, and they are seasonal. Unless I'm wrong. But as far as I know, they're seasonal. Um, <laughs> I'm really reliable right now. Or I'm a really reliable source of information right now. Huh? Um, oh shit, I've been talking for a minute. Um, <laughs> my bad. I decided to look at the time. Um, I need to close this real quick. Uh, the, um, tackle your marinara sauce uh, early on. Season it well. And after that, you can start cooking your pasta. Uh, aim for al dente, or whatever you're comfortable with, to be honest, because you're going to eat it. So, um, And I'm crazy that way, but a good lesson is to eat whatever you make, just so you can learn from your mistakes. Um, and make sure you salt it, because a lot of those fucking retarded TikTok and Instagram recipes don't have any fucking salt. So, season well. But on that note, I think that'll be the last tip I give you guys, because I did it. I did have a really good food experience in Guadalajara. Besides having um, tortas ahogadas and you know, like fresh fruit, fresh er, fresh juice, was um, micheladas, cantaritos, you know, like the essentials. Um, I did go to a restaurant called Alcalde. And it was a eight, er, uh, how do you say it? It was a seven course tasting menu with three desserts. And it was fucking delicious. I, it, it was, it was cool to see that I've been trying to like figure out how to like serve in, um, a grilled onion taco to someone. And this place had it down. They had a, I think it was like the third or fourth course. It was like a tortilla de maíz azul. And they put white mole, which I've never heard of. But I should look that up and share with you guys next. And they put the cebollita, then a few um, herbs on it. Y vámonos. It was fucking delicious. And then, I personally don't like uh, cocoa, or like coconut. But I had um, coco tierno with uh, in tiger's milk with uh, aceite de habanero and I think it was limon. And, uh, that one was fucking delicious. I, I remember that being my first course and being like, damn, that shit's fucking good. And oh, dude, it, everything was fucking delicious. Um, if you ever get a chance to go and you have and you want to uh, splurge a little bit, or como se diga, like spend money on yourself, I would suggest checking out Alcalde in Guadalajara. It was fucking good, and that was recommended me, recommended to me by a friend, because uh, she went there previously and she said I needed to check it out. Money well spent. That's all I'm gonna say. And then, um, good environment, good service. I got to talk to the sous chef. But um, knowing what it's like, I did let him. I, I got. I saw him like start looking around. I'm like, no, nah, okay, yeah, like, like it was nice seeing you. Like, uh, hope to see you again soon. He's, and I told him like I know how busy it is. So, like, you take care. And he shook my hand and walked away. So he was a cool dude.
but that was all overall a great experience and um, I'll probably eat there again I hope they have a different menu because that that was my only question about the whole time because I we talked a little bit and I brought up a seasonal menu it's like oh how does that work so I'm assuming due to because Mexico has a lot of fresh ingredients so I'm surprised like he wasn't uh, well versed in it or it might just be he was trained into that position and that's what he knows but I, I don't want to downplay the guy because he was a sous chef and he was running the kitchen and he was doing a great job um, but I, he did say that they, did, they do source a few local ingredients so I'm assuming he does. he is well aware of the seasonal changes but like I said, Mexico is one of those places where you can grow anything year-round. And, and then obviously, like, it can source ingredients from South America. I don't know how easy, but... Um, I, I think my next stop would have to be Mexico City and find a nice place uh, in Mexico City to eat. And probably... I'm assuming they have a Korea town by now, so I would want to check it out. Or, I'm assuming a lot, because I do know there's been a lot of... Um, Korean Mexicans coming out on social media so I'm curious to see what the wow, what's the fancy word for it what the environment down there I guess would be the, or I don't know how to say it the social dynamic social environment yeah that's one of those words um, but yeah um, on that note I mean I'm still driving I still got another uh 20 minutes, and I still need to stop for gas, but, um, I'm gonna, uh, uh, finish this episode off pretty soon, um, I'm glad you guys are back here, um, um, I'll keep working on my format, because I, I actually kind of like this, because, um, I'm expressing my talent and thoughts a little bit more, but I, it, it was, it's still kind of scattered, but I mean, when you work in a kitchen, being scatterbrained is kind of a common thing. And if you're not if you're not a scatterbrain, then you're trying to handle the um, the rush of like, or the swell of energy that like walks in through the door because you never know what's gonna come in through the door, and you need to uh, pull your pants up, tighten your belt, get your pants hot, grab your towel. Vamanos. Uh, the towels for you to like grab hot stuff and wipe down surfaces, meaning you should have more than one towel, which I suggest you have at home, unless you have another way to clean up. But um, forgot the point I was trying to make. But on that note, thank you for listening to the Nomads podcast. Um, again, you can reach out to me on Twitter, uh, Nomads. Or, no underscore mods, M-O-D-S, 009. And um, if you want to check out my food Instagram, or we can talk more through there as well. It's uh, Adept Apron, A-D-E-P-T underscore apron. And um, I'll try posting more food there because I've been cooking a lot more at home. And uh, yeah, hope to share more recipes and thoughts with you guys there and um let me know what you guys think about uh making a knife or er, a knife skills tutorial because um i don't know
I think lesson one probably showing you how to use a, a honer. So, a honer or steel, whichever you want to call it. Both the same. Uh, but on that note, hope you guys have a great day, or a great rest of your week. Happy Monday, and I uh, hope to hear from you guys.